Welcome to another episode of the Self Storage Insight Podcast. I'm Ben Shirey, and today I'm joined by Brett Copper with Copper Storage Management. And uh, Brett has been on the podcast with me before, and uh, so excited to have you back on the podcast with me today. And we're actually going to talk about technology and how do you choose the right vendors for your facility. What vendors should you be looking at, or what types of technology should your business be utilizing? Things like AI and software, property management software, marketing. And so, really excited for the show. Thank you so much for joining me today, Brett. Really looking forward to the conversation. Of course, super uh, happy to be here, man. I'm, I'm glad we get to work with you. You guys are putting out great content. Awesome. So yeah, kind of uh, one of the things we were going to kind of discuss today, the kind of the discussion topic for the podcast is going to be, you know, what are some of the tech uh, vendors that you should work with or how, what, how do you choose the right technology solutions for your company? And so, Brett, if you don't mind, give me a, you know, just a, a little, maybe a brief intro to what should a company be looking for when they're getting started with technology solutions uh, and how to make that work with their business? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I mean, now more than ever, there are um, more options for technology than there have really ever been in the business. It seems like every day something new comes out. And so we can kind of start with the essentials first. So, you know, systems that really everybody should have uh, and then kind of get into the ones that, depending on the type of project, what their needs are, maybe they should look at or, or how to decide maybe between some other vendors. I mean, first and foremost is a good property management software. There are plenty out there and when choosing, you know, as long as you have the ability to do online rentals, you know, some good revenue management, uh, those are really kind of the base uh, forms of what you should look for. And then kind of everything else just depends on how you operate your business, right? So you got to be able to do e-sign leases. And then, you know, how big is your facility? Because in some cases, if you've got 50 units in the middle of nowhere, maybe easy storage is a great solution because it's really cost effective, very inexpensive. Uh, but in most cases for, for big facilities or facilities looking to be more successful or get more out of the software, maybe you're looking at something like a storage or site link or tenant Inc. Um, you know, Cubby's a new one that's coming out and then really meeting with MC and demos and the other essentials, a good website. I mean, in today's world, it makes no sense anymore, in my opinion, to, to not pay a specialized company to do marketing, you know, whether that's companies like G5 or go local or automated. Uh, companies that have done nothing but self-storage websites for a long time and are good at it. It's so inexpensive now and it's become um, so much more competitive than it's ever been. And you're having to spend more marketing dollars for fewer leads. You really need to make sure that's spent in a good way. And you've got to have the ability to rent online, show your rates, promotions, have all of that be integrated. You can't really run a facility more uh, anymore without those two things. Um, really, then it becomes more site specific. And so, like in our case, um, we believe in really simple, low cost solutions for technology. You know, things like DaVinci Locks, the ability to uh, have a really easy integrated system where a tenant can uh, we can have an overlock on a unit. No one has to come take it off. And at the end of the day, uh, they get texted a code that has it and they drop it off in a Dropbox and you've spent, you know, 15 bucks a lock. We really like the easy, simple solutions. Some groups want to do more high tech uh, type technology on site. Maybe it's a new build, you know, utilizing something like a Nokia or any of the other new competitors that are in that realm. You just have to really make sure it's a good fit for customer service, time. Is it going to require a manager to deal with? Is it too complicated for the tenant? That's why I think personally at, at CSM, we always go back to uh, low cost, easy solutions. Um, some new 
systems that have really come into play, obviously, are AI. And there are a lot of vendors uh, that are now starting to utilize AI, whether it's through chatting or agents over the phone, or maybe it's um, analyzing on-site revenue models, whatever the case is. Right. I think a good model is Swivel. I think Swivel is an awesome company. We use them really well. There's some other vendors like Call Potential who are now doing some competitive services. And so when you think about using one of these products, you kind of have to weigh what am I getting out of it? What's the cost? Is there an ROI? So something like chat on a website like we use with Swivel. Well, it's great, uses AI to answer questions, but we also have a call center that can uh, take over if you know if the customer is confused or if they're having an issue with it. So you have to kind of look at your needs. I really am a big believer though in trying to uh, appeal to tenants, give them plenty of avenues to talk to us, plenty of channels um, to be able to work with it. So you kind of have to analyze that. And then I think to the newest part of the space is security has really shot up in what is offered now. So I'll give an example. We um, There's a lot of competing products that do this, uh, but we had, I think at our very worst sites, just really high crime rates in, in um, really one or two sites we're dealing with out of, out of our 200, having break-ins all the time, really bad area. And so we decided to look at some competing products for like two-way video so that you have a monitoring service at night. And so... Uh, an agent sitting somewhere else, they see movement on a camera, they come over the intercom, they're like, hey guys, we see you here, we're gonna call the police, they call the police, they come. So the first night we had installed it, I think we were using a product called maybe OHZ. Uh, and there are other good ones like ArcEye and some other ones in the space. Uh, the person who broke in got arrested while we were at dinner and we watched it on video happen. And so I think you're starting to see technology's gotten to a place where it's low cost enough that you can provide services like that where you have some uh, you have somebody watching over your facility that can be interactive, that can deal with these people. And that is becoming much more popular because break-ins are up all over the country. Uh, and so just look at those products, test them, make sure you like it. And more you know, importantly, look at the cost. What's it going to add to your OPEX? Is it affordable for you? Uh, and are you going to get enough out of it? Right. And I, and I think, too, there's a lot to be said about, you know, knowing what you're looking for before you start doing. So, you know, I uh, have CC storage, so I do the property management software as well. And so we get into a lot of demos with customers and, and stuff where they come into the call and they don't even really know exactly what technology even can do yet. So it is really worth looking around and seeing, you know, what is out there. And what features am I going to really need to optimize my business? Because, you know, sometimes you can end up spending way more than you really need to because you need a really simple solution uh, and vice versa. Right. Sometimes you don't think you need a simple solution, but you, you are you know, a complex solution, but you really do. Uh, and so, yeah, really knowing your business and kind of what you're trying to gain from it. Uh, and then the other thing that you brought up with with the security was uh, the one podcast I was just recording. He said. Out of all the questions he gets from his customers, the first one is size, second one is price, the next is security, what systems are in place uh, to make sure that your, your stuff's secure. And so that is becoming a bigger and bigger question, I think, as it's becoming more and more available too, that you're going to have to have in place or that your tenants are going to want to have available for their facility that they're going to rent from. It's such a great point. And to your, with what you guys have created with your software, it's so funny. It's such a space that's been competitive, but you guys have created one that's very unique in that you're allowed, you know, you're able to pass cost along, not to the owner. And so you're using uh, the, those payment processor fees to be able to afford it. And so I think that uh, a product like yours has such a big uh, uh, has so much room in the space to be successful for owners because you are doing it such a different way. And we didn't have any products like this for the last 20 years. And so to see you guys build something that is going to 
benefit a lot of owners and help them save money in a time that um, is really needed when all of our costs are going up, insurance is going up, uh, interest rates. I think right. it's exciting to see somebody come to the space with something new that that's going to be very cost effective for owners. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then to kind of circle back around to so you were saying about chatbots again, I like to talk about AI. AI has really been effective in our business with, you know, between marketing and and how you can kind of streamline some of this stuff with where we would spend tons of time on copy and all that and it really gives you again, you don't want to just use it, but it does give you an avenue into saving yourself a lot of time and money. Uh, and then with the chatbot, so coming to storage, you know, where you can utilize chatbots. How how do you think, though, maybe technology is going to get overused in those areas to where we almost take away from the customer experience because we rely so heavily on technology? Have you seen any of that? Yes, certainly. I think the biggest space, especially because of where it is now, uh, is the rise of AI uh, voice agents, essentially. So that's becoming a new thing. And there's products that we use that are testing it on certain other, you know, other companies and stuff. I don't think it's at a space yet where the customer is really going to be benefited. I think it becomes frustrating for the customer to deal with a robot voice because they just don't have the nuance. They don't, it's not in a place where it can really detect frustration yet or context or understand uh, maybe what those needs are. And it's going to give repetitive responses. I think maybe in the next five years, it could get to a place where we could serve customers better. And now you have instant answer times for all sorts of businesses and you can do it 24 seven and answer questions, but we're years away from that. Maybe it'll come a little bit sooner than I think, but you have to be careful. Like what I like about the AI chat to your point is that we have agents watching it. So as soon as someone asks a question that the AI has trouble with, or if we sense it, it flags us, if maybe they're frustrated, or if they say, I wanna talk to a real person, a real person jumps right in companies using that product just as AI and not giving it a person backup can really frustrate customers. Okay. And and you had mentioned Swivel a little bit. I know a little bit about Swivel, don't know a lot about them. Do, do you normally pair Swivel with the call center? So C3 or something like that? That's exactly right. Yeah. So um, we basically took our agents and they man Swivel as well. So we have some dedicated ones that just man chat because Swivel is an incredible product that uses a lot of different services. But you know, I really still want people to oversee it and be able to uh, have that human touch to come into conversation. So it's a great question. Yeah. Pairing it with your agents and managers uh, is by far the best use of it. Right. And so I think, yeah, I mean, I think the overall goal that everybody's kind of striving for is, you know, how can we utilize technology to create the best customer experience that we can? Uh, and so I think it's, yeah, it, to your point, it's going to include a little bit of a bunch of pieces for right now, you know, for years to come. And so, you know, fully automated uh, to your point, when we talked the last time, doesn't always mean fully automated, right? There is still going to be other people involved or, you know, with a smaller facility uh, in my area, I don't personally like to call a place and see if they have availability or talk to anybody. I would rather just rent online and move in, but there are still those people who want somebody to answer the phone if they have a question and things like that. So, so having a lot of ways where a customer can have a really good experience is, is just crucial for high occupancy rates, I think, moving forward. Exactly right. Yeah, you got to give them options and, and meet them where they want to be met, for sure. Looking for a hassle-free solution to help with your day-to-day -day management at your self-storage facility? Copper Storage Management offers fully remote third-party management for over 200 facilities nationwide. With more than 75 years of experience, the Copper Storage Management team will handle your facility's operations, marketing, collections, auctions, bookkeeping, and more while growing revenue and increasing your asset value. 
connect with copper today, go to copper storage management.com. Yeah. So, so moving kind of into, you know, what technology would you think if, if I was going to say, I'm going to purchase a, an old mom and pop facility, a couple hundred units, you know, rural area with no software. Cause again, around me, there's a lot of people still using Excel spreadsheets and paying cash and check and they don't even take credit card, you know? So let's say I, I would get into that sort of a space. What kind of technology would you recommend first setting up for the business to make sure we can start to operate efficiently? Yeah, it's got to be the, the management software first. And and again, looking at something like your product, looking at any of the other big ones in the space that um, you need to also make sure that you have good enough customer service with who you're choosing. Because at the end of the day, smaller operators sometimes need manage, uh, software companies that are more one-on-one -on -one with those you know relationships that can help them, that can provide better service. Sometimes, especially if you're learning the space, it can be difficult to use one of the giant software providers because they're, you know, they don't have necessarily the same resources dedicated to maybe one-on-one -on -one relationships with getting a facility set up. It's more cookie cutter, those kinds of things. But software is by far the most important part of a self-storage facility. And we deal with that all the time where we buy a site or one of our clients buys a site that's on note cards. And we have to, you know, go down there and actually take physical note cards and input them into the software, which is a nightmare. But in today's world, it's so hard to get the most out of your facility if you don't have good reporting if you aren't able to track rates and do rate increases or do promotions in an effective way, um, every dollar right now is about 120 to 150 dollars in asset value. So about every dollar of NOI, and so you can see where that adds up extremely quickly. And so even if you can justify getting another 10 dollars per rental out of your facility by utilizing some good tools like revenue management or these softwares, well, it pays for itself easily, um, and it has a really high return. So by far, that's the most important is getting a good software in place that you understand how to use, you're comfortable, and you have a good relationship with a provider uh, as well. Yeah, it's it's funny that you said that about the note cards thing, too, because we actually brought on a customer maybe a month ago or so, and they actually mailed us their physical lease book. I mean, they made a copy of every lease and sent it to us, and then we put all their customers into the system for them. I mean, you get into some stuff where it's like... They're not very tech savvy and you try and help them out in whatever way you can, but there's still businesses being run that way. And so getting them to transition is a, it's a bit of a process, you know, and, and a lot of bigger companies aren't going to take that role and help you with some of those baby steps for smaller companies that aren't as valuable to them. Right. So exactly yeah, right. Uh, one of the, one of the things I want to kind of circle back to, you had mentioned how important the website was, right. Being online, obviously I think is vital to every business right now. What, what are some companies, and maybe you weren't prepared for this question, but what are some companies that you see that do really well with like social media marketing in the storage space? Yeah, well, so it depends. Um, if you are, if we're talking about uh, the actual operators, CubeSmart, in my opinion, does the best as far as online marketing. If you're, you know, especially with social media. I mean, if you're on Instagram, if you're anywhere, chances are you've seen uh, a CubeSmart ad or maybe even a public storage ad. Cube was really on kind of the cutting edge. As far as providers that also do a good job, if you're looking for a good vendor, they've all really gotten more involved in that space. I know G5, for example, uh, to me, probably has the most comprehensive social media online marketing platform as far as if you're looking for a good vendor to provide it. They have a pretty unique system with um, how they do their ad budget spend, and they can let you allocate, you know, using reporting and data to say, I want $300 in Facebook ads, I want another 250 in 
uh, Instagram, and then I want 500 in Google ads. And they make it really easy and they track it in a way using AI as well as real people um, that is pretty impressive. In our case, we use Go Local and we really kind of narrow it down to paid ads or uh, Facebook ads because we feel we have a better return out of those two than others. But I think G5 has the coolest, most in-depth um, and sophisticated setup for doing you know, social media marketing. Right. And that's and that's one of the questions I like to ask because I get I get asked that question sometimes, too. And I haven't aside from CubeSmart. And again, it's nice to, for me to kind of look at what are the other companies doing and what works right as far as to get inspiration, because when somebody talks to me about Facebook marketing, they're like, what do I even post? You know, you don't want to post nonsense. And, and at the same time, you have to have quality content in, in, in order to get any type of a reaction from it or you know, to get any conversions. So. It's nice to also be able to reference, you know, some companies that are doing good with this sort of space. You know, again, in my area, none of the self-storage facilities around me utilize Facebook marketing at all. And I can't believe that they don't because all of your customers are on Facebook. You know, if you can figure out a way to get in front of them that way, it's it's pretty affordable as well. So awesome. Kind of uh, if we can kind of circle around to like maybe the landscape of storage and how do you feel like technology has been used over the last couple of years? I mean, I know if you go to the shows now, it's everybody's a tech vendor, right? There is so much tech that's coming into the space. And so how have you seen it since you've been involved in it as a kid? How have you seen kind of technology shape or, you know, change the landscape of storage? And where do you think that that's heading? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I mean, it has changed so much. I mean, for a long time, SiteLink was really it if you wanted to have a, a, a somewhat online system to be able to utilize. And you still had to download on-site softwares. And that's if someone wanted to use that. A lot of people were using Excel, QuickBooks, or just boards on the back of the office. Uh, and it really handcuffed you to the manager that you had because the manager was basically the brain of the organization. If you lost that manager you had for five or 10 years, you were screwed as an owner because you didn't have this system that tracked everything and that did a good job to make it standardized. And so I think the first round of evolution was creating you know, a system that these softwares wanted consistency. It wanted to give people the ability that anyone could walk into their business, an owner could log in from home, see exactly what's going on. Uh, tenants would know what's going on. You'd have detailed note-taking, reporting, so you could run your business more efficiently. Then it became easier to expand that business. Now, especially over the last three years, it's all become about lowering OPEX. You know, Every single uh, software company is pushing that, where they want to offer something to allow you to cut down on man hours on site, uh, whether that's not having a manager at all or maybe having one manager run multiple sites or somewhere in between. Some places are able to go from two managers down to one or part-time. And they all do it in different ways. The first and foremost is the ability for people to rent online, obviously. That's a really big key factor that's changed. And that's become a lot more widely accepted so that you your manager can deal with other things while some of those rentals are happening you know, without having to get the manager involved. But then right. it's also really advancements in things like automatic texting, emails, automatic letters for lean process, online auctions. So now these processes that used to take so much time on site or for your manager sitting in an office are done for them. And it's an easy click of a button or ticking a box uh, that allows them maybe to recharge auto pays that didn't go through. These tasks took so much time from everybody's plate uh, and you could fill an entire day up with just collection emails back right. in the day. And so now those little menial tasks are automated, which 
is all about lowering OPEX. So I think that's become the biggest shift is allowing facilities to run with way less payroll as being the, the number one factor. Right. Yeah. And, and for me too, I think a lot of it also allows you to kind of expand your business in a larger area. Right. Uh, some of the people that I talk to that don't utilize as much technology, it seems like they try to stay pretty confined within a drivable distance where they're looking to purchase additional facilities, but they have to find them, you know, in close proximity. And so technology, I think, has really allowed them also to be able to expand that horizon a little bit of where where can I buy another facility if I find a good deal? Uh, you can utilize technology a lot to really grow your business by by eliminating a, a lot of those, you know, minuscule task things. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, one other kind of, one other kind of question maybe along the, the lines of the conversation would be boat and RV storage, man. I've just been seeing it blow up in the last, even just a couple months. I've had so many con calls and stuff with people that are opening boat and RV storage. It seems like everybody that has any land now is, is just clearing it off and throwing a boat and RV park in it. Right. And so I was just kind of curious, is there technology solutions that you've seen kind of focused towards boat and RV as this, you know, expands in the, within the industry, anything like that? Yeah. And I'll even say, uh, there's also some on-site advancements first I'll hit that are really essential for boat and RV, especially in today's world. Okay. If you're going to do it, you have to be fenced and gated with a, with an integrated, you know, software system because theft okay. in those environments is much easier for people to break in steel catalytic converters, et cetera. So you really if you're going to do boat and RV, you need cameras, good lighting, uh, a gate system that's integrated and fenced. I mean, that's that's must have. As far as advancements, uh, we've seen a lot more of security uh, systems, a lot higher tech security systems for boat and RV, especially like what the one I mentioned earlier, like an ArcEye or OHZ. That's become much more widely used because generally, especially for covered boat and RV or, or in areas that you're getting good rates across the board, it's easier to pay maybe 500 bucks a month for an integrated uh, system where someone's watching over those boats and RVs all the time. Uh, and, and it's really easier to rent. You have a lot higher conversion rate if you have those security measures because people are spending anywhere from 30 to hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not uh, you know, a million dollars in some cases on some of those vehicles, depending on where you are. And so it's very important for them that you have good security. Uh, it's a much higher concern for boat and RV. So putting some extra dollars in more sophisticated, automated security goes a lot further uh, than even standard storage security. Right. And yet, I mean, to your point too, yeah, everything that's parked there is pretty much going to be a high ticket item. Right. And so e even as far as coming down to just how you're putting the vehicles in there, right who's parking the vehicles, how tight are you putting them together? You know, that sort of thing is going to play a big part in this, you know, the success of your facility overall, I think. too. All right. So then with your experience uh, with your call center and, you know, the different technology solutions that you use, where, where do you kind of see AI taking the future of, of the contact and, you know, the customer interaction? Yeah. So uh, it's an excellent question. We um, just uh, are launching a product that utilizes essentially AI to help with quality control. And this has become a much more advanced system uh, over the last year. And so there are some different providers doing it, but essentially it uses AI to analyze all of our calls. And so instead of having like our quality control can listen to so many calls per agent per day, this can analyze thousands and thousands of calls per day. And so it uses AI to basically flag 
it was a person frustrated? Are there key indicators like long pauses during the conversation? Were certain words used? Did our agent follow the script correctly? And so quality control, by far the most important part of any call center. And so we are extremely excited to launch this product and we're just now starting it. And so I think utilizing AI to improve your human's behavior and your human customer service is arguably one of the best uses because you're still giving that personal touch. You're allowing humans to deal with customers, yet we can drastically improve our system by instead of finding a needle in a haystack, we're only searching needles, which makes it much easier to identify problems, get better agents. Do we need to let certain people go because they're having lower you know, scores on these calls? I think you're going to see a lot more of that uh, here in the near future. Yeah, and I, mean, I think that's going to be so important too to you know running a successful business. The contact with the customer, uh, the, uh, maybe I'm wrong on this. The number that I had saw was 70% of people that contact a self storage facility end up renting from the first one that they contact. And so that first interaction just being so important. And you know, if you do call in and you get somebody on the phone, can you rent from that person over the phone? That sort of thing. And so utilizing AI seems like such a no-brainer in that sense, in that sense, once you start to figure out how to make it work for your business. And it sounds like, yeah, it'll really increase efficiency. Well, hey, Brett, uh, any any closing thoughts before we kind of wrap up this episode? No, just thank you again, man. We we love doing this with you. Uh, you guys are fantastic. I'm excited to see your product grow and grow. I think it's again extremely unique. I mean, no one's come into the space uh, with, it's harder to find value add for owners competitively. And I think you guys have found a really uh, cool, unique way to save money for owners. And that's cool to see because we like to be on the forefront uh, of innovation. And so to see someone else come out with a cool, innovating product, it's it's uh, it's nice to work with them. Awesome. Well, yeah, we appreciate you guys too. And uh, I look forward to yeah, seeing you at the next show or something. We'll uh, make sure our paths cross here soon. So always enjoy having you on the show. Yeah. Thank you for taking your time out and uh, being with me here today. So. Thanks, man. This podcast episode was brought to you by CC Storage. CC Storage is a property management software that helps you pass the fees of credit card processing onto your customers so you don't pay credit card processing fees ever again. If you enjoyed the podcast, there's a link below where you can fill out a form and be interviewed on the podcast with myself. If that interests you, please click the link below and we'll be in touch. We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Don't forget to check back next week for another interview with another self-storage property owner.